welcome back to the History Obscura podcast. I hope the day finds you very well. If you've been on our social media, you may have noticed a few of the Lycoi gathering around and studying the history books looking for something extraterrestrial. And they did succeed. You just might be very surprised that you did not already know today's story. Once upon a time, according to the January 4th, 1901 San Francisco Examiner, while investigating electrical phenomena on Pikes Peak, Nikola Tesla, the famous inventor, says he plainly distinguished disturbances which must have been produced on one of the planets in the solar system. According to Tesla, Chief among these were feeble electrical disturbances, which I could barely note at times, and which by their character unmistakably showed that they were neither of solar origin, nor produced by any causes known to me on the globe. What could they be? I have incessantly thought of this for months, until finally I arrived at the conclusion, amounting almost to knowledge, that they must be of planetary origin. I have perfected my transmitting apparatus so far that I can construct a machine which will, without the slightest doubt, be fully competent to convey sufficient energy to the planet Mars to operate one of these delicate appliances which we are now using here. As, for instance, a very sensitive telegraph or telephone instrument. Now, since we ourselves are already so far advanced, is it unreasonable to believe that of the 20 or 25 planets of the solar system, one, if not more, might be ahead of us in the evolution? Where there is sun's heat and moisture, life must originate and go on developing, just as a stone must fall to earth. Tesla's almost incredible discovery was made by him in Colorado two years ago while he was conducting experiments in relation to wireless transmission of energy. He worked in a laboratory specially constructed for that purpose. When he was asked today to give some visible form or notation to the message he had received, he smiled emphatically and said, as I have already said, one of the planets in the solar system may be ahead of us in the evolution. Their means of interplanetary communication may be perfect, but we have yet to learn their sign language. It is impossible at present even to suggest a code, and my observations to the Red Cross Society on New Year's Eve were purely speculative but for purposes of illustration, they will answer the purpose at present. It is enough to say, at this time, that a message from Mars, which might be a triangle to them, would appear as some other form to us, and vice versa. These differences can only be reconciled by time and careful study. It is wonderful enough, is it not, that a beginning has been made. On Pike's Peak, I set out to carry on my experiments along three different lines. First, 
to ascertain the best conditions for transmitting power without wires, second, to develop apparatus for the transmission of messages across the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, and third, to work on another problem which involves a still greater mastery of electrical force. I consider of still greater importance than even the transmission of power without wires, and which I shall make known in due course. In my laboratory in New York, I was able to go only to electrical discharges of 16 feet in length, and I had only reached effective electrical pressures of about 8 million volts. To carry the problems further, I had to master electrical pressures of at least 50,000 volts, and electrical discharges were necessary for some purposes measuring at least 50 or 100 feet. The results I attained were far beyond any I had expected to reach. I found that my mental vision was incomparably clearer, so much so that I could look back in thought to my laboratory in New York, and in examining familiar objects in the rooms there, I could notice the smallest scratch on them, and in scanning the features of my assistants, I could notice the slightest marks on their faces as though they had been actually before me. Now in the city, the mental images are much duller. One of the first observations I made in Colorado was of great scientific importance and confirmatory of a result I had already obtained in New York. I refer to my discovery of the stationary electrical waves in the Earth. The significance of this phenomenon has not yet been grasped by technical men, but it virtually amounts to a positive proof that, with proper apparatus, such as I have perfected, a wireless transmission of signals to any point on the globe is practicable. When I read statements to the effect that such a thing is impossible, and recall the numerous adverse criticisms of my expressed confidence that I can ultimately accomplish this, I experience a feeling of satisfaction. As I think over it now, it seems to me that only a man absolutely stricken with blindness, insensible to the greatness of nature, can hold that this planet is the only one inhabited by intelligent beings. In Washington, Professor S.I. Brown of the United States Naval Observatory discussed Nikola Tesla's announcement said he, Any proclamation coming from Tesla is likely to be received with considerable incredulity. I have been looking in vain for some practicable results to follow the extravagant claims that he has constantly made during the past half dozen years. Most of his discoveries have materialized only in statements such as this which he gives out every once in a while for publication. His assertion that he has found some planet signaling to the Earth is remote even to the point of impossibility. He contradicts himself so frequently in the interview that it is hard to tell what he really means. He says, for instance, that his instruments have been affected by an unknown power, of which he is in ignorance. Then he goes on to declare his belief that it is due to an effort on the part of one of the planets to signal to us. 
He indicates that Mars might be the world which is attempting to communicate with us. It is most peculiar that any discovery involving Mars should be made just now. Once in every 15 years, that planet reaches its greatest distance from the Earth, when it is 62 million miles away. The nearest that it ever gets is 36 million miles. It happens that just now Mars is at the farthest distance that it ever gets from us. Certainly, it is hard to understand why, at such an inopportune time, signals from the Martians should have been detected by Tesla. Tesla indicates that this method of communication is based upon wireless telegraphy. Up to the present time, the greatest distance that a message has ever been sent by wireless telegraphy is about 100 miles. Yet he gravely speaks about signaling through interplanetary space for a distance of 62 million miles. The power of the electric wave vibrations involved in wireless telegraphy is inversely as the square of the distance they have traversed. Thus, the electrical power required on the planet Mars in order to communicate with this world would be 3.6 times 10 to the 14th power, as great as the power received here. Even the faintest sign of energy that might be received here when multiplied by that would represent an incredible force on the surface of the planet Mars. We can hardly use such an enormous power as that. Mars may be populated. We cannot make any positive assertions regarding that. But it will take more than a mere statement from Nikola Tesla to prove the existence of signals from the planet to us. Professor A.S. Skinner of the United States Naval Observatory was less polite. He said, This is the first I have heard of Tesla's latest accomplishment. You can rest assured it is imaginative and visionary. I do not care to make any further comment on it or the possibilities of the case. Father John B. Hagen, professor of astronomy at the Georgetown University, said, Astronomers do not look forward to the discovery of communication between the planets and, in fact, take no interest in and pay no attention to the experiments of this character. There is no internal contradiction to the problem being only a question of means on our side and the possibility of inhabitants in Mars. The first we have not discovered, and the second we do not know anything about. Whether the atmosphere on the two planets would be an obstacle to communication would depend upon discoveries yet to be made. I would have to see a purely technical account of the experiment before I could form an idea of the value of the claim that communication has been established between Earth and Mars. In a report void of any scientific minutiae, it is impossible to dissect it with any degree of accuracy. I would prefer not to make any comments on this particular alleged discovery of Tesla's. Some 19 years later, electrical scientist Guglielmo Marconi received his own messages from the planets. This excited Nikola Tesla very much. He said, 
Marconi's idea of communicating with other planets is the greatest and most fascinating problem confronting human imagination today. To ensure success, a body of competent scientists should be organized to study all possible plans and put into execution the best. The matter should be directed probably by astronomers with sufficient backing from men with money and imagination. Supposing there are intelligent human beings on Mars, success is easily within the range of possibility. German professor Albert Einstein concurred. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love to invite you to become a patron. You can visit our site at patreon.com forward slash history obscura and donate just $2 to get ad-free episodes and a special bedtime story every month. Your support means a lot to the creators in your life. Good night. Good night.